0: Justin how are we doing man? Happy, happy Monday to you. How's everything going?
1: I mean for, for a Monday it's pretty good, but that's just because we've got the national championship but it's one of those bittersweet moments you know I'm I'm a big into college basketball. I'm yeah. not one of those people that just tune in for for three weeks. so it's it's gonna be a bummer when it comes to an end but this has been an, an, an incredible run. And honestly, I'm, I'm ready to get a couple of weeks of sleep. So I'm, I'm down for that. But I'm pumped for tonight. I mean, this is, this is about all that we could have hoped for as college basketball fans. We got a ton of upsets, got to see some cool stories. But we still end up with two really talented, really intriguing teams in the natty. And it should be a fun game. This has kind of felt like
0: an all-time tourney. Would you rank it as a, like top 10 tourney of the there. last 20 would, years i
1: have to think about they they all start to blend together over a while yes, and then you forget do. about like certain years and then p- people point them out and you're like oh yeah that that one was definitely the best but i would say it w- it's it been more memorable than the last couple of years um the national championship games themselves though have been pretty good for like the last half decade or so. Yeah. so some I mean including like the last time UNC was in it it was a thriller obviously with the UNC Villanova game back in 2017 I believe that was so I'm 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 excited. I like like I said I mean if CSU would have made a run that would have been about the only thing that could have made it better for me okay. individually as a college yeah. basketball fan but I mean Kentucky getting embarrassed coach K losing in his final game in what was an awesome exciting matchup I mean it's it's been everything I wanted.
0: That second leg of the final four definitely made up for a rough first leg. Even though Nova makes it close in the end, uh, close-ish. Boy, that yeah, that was, was just one of those like
1: they had veterans and and you know guys like Colin Gillespie weren't going to go down without a swing. But yeah, yeah. Kansas was was firmly in control of that game. And I honestly, even the Miami game, like it was kind of tight in that first half. But I really just bet the hell out of Kansas to win that game by double digits and ultimately they pulled away it worked out pretty well and I don't know I'm, I'm interested to see kind of what your thoughts are on this Kansas North Carolina game just because I mean UNC like if you would have asked me eight, eight weeks ago you know I would have said they're not even going to make the NCAA tournament if you would ask me All a right. month ago it's like you know they've got some juice now they're probably the hottest team in, in college basketball but I don't know. I, I, I have serious concerns about them coming off of that high of beating Duke again in the final four on top of that, they're the late game. So you, it's already hard to match, you know, and get the energy going when you're, you're playing in the late game, but you add in everything else between that Duke UNC Uh game. I don't know. We'll see. Like if they come out composed in this game, I will be very, very impressed. It's
0: super, super interesting. I've been way back and forth on this one. Um, Yeah, that's right. You got the mystery boost. Everyone opt in. Let us know. I think I also got the 25% or um, Austin because I have really been back and forth. And in these tourneys, I always side with the hot team. Um, so let's start with my big three. And part of why I side with the hot team, you really set the stage perfectly, um, Justin, in, in describing UNC and their run of form these last two months. Um, and really the, the the perimeter shooting and scoring they're going to bring on top of the athleticism and size that will be able to allow them to match up um, I think is going to be a huge factor, especially early on. And I think Kansas, who look, Kansas hasn't exactly been cold lately either. Um, these <laughs> yeah, these yeah, teams have basic, basically won the same amount of games um, in recent stretch. I do think there's something to be said, and this is kind of an Andre theory um, for teams who, like Kansas outside of the Providence game, has, and you know, I, you mentioned Miami was close in the first half. It, it hasn't been like every game's been a blowout, but I think there's something to be said for a team that can't that. My biggest question is their half court offense. Um, When, when you find yourself in a tight game that a little tightness seeps in because it's like, shit, we, do we remember how to do this? Do we remember how to perform in tight games? Because we haven't really been in one for a month now. A little hyperbole, a little over-exaggeration. And I just think UNC has some, a bit of that magic uh, pixie dust that you need in, in in this time of the year. That said, obviously, I'm invested in all the dogs. That's just the thing we've been doing. And uh, Ryan sent me the latest update. We are, oh, we are up over 13 units, so it's been really tremendous um so you know one way or another it'll be a tremendous tournament for us regardless of what the tar heels and jayhawks do tonight but i am in my big three i'm predicting this to be close and be just a a fun natty a good natty and uh with my theme of tightness i'm especially taking that first half spread for the tar heels again with a little more confidence and swag but I mean, could I see them a little running on fumes towards the end of the game, with a multitude of factors like, uh, you know, Armando Beckett not being a hundred percent, Kansas's depth getting to them, everything you mentioned about the scheduling, playing that the late game, and having that like you cannot underestimate what that Duke game meant to them, and how much it can I mean, be like a, a bit of a, in
1: itself. It, like I, listening I think, to North Carolina fans talk about that game. Like it, this is just gravy at this point. Like obviously yes, those players yes. are going to be competitive. They want to win, but I mean, they, they already had that high of beating coach K in the season finale, but then to do it one, it's the first ever time that these two teams have played in the NCAA tournament, but then it's the final four and everybody, you know, is, is disrespecting UNC, you know, Duke's yeah, the hot team. Yeah. They're going to get their revenge moment. And they just they get to rub it in their faces again. I don't that's about as good as it gets.
0: As an eight seed, no, it's just incredible. And that's the other factor in this. UNC is playing with house money as well. Um, and you're right though. I think in a lot of ways it could be argued that beating Duke in the Final Four, bigger deal than actually winning the national championship. Um, if that like wasn't baked into this, you know, they I don't know, they beat a random one seed, a Baylor, some team like that. Maybe it means less. Um, And then finally, really big game in the NHL's Eastern Conference, Tampa Bay Lightning taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Both teams are invested, though it is the end of the regular season. We've seen some wacky wacky results in the NHL as of late. Um, Jack Campbell in net for Toronto, Vasilevsky in net. For Tampa Bay, both teams tied at 93 points, I believe. So give me Tampa Bay. We don't usually do regular season spreads or money lines, but this one just feels perfect. I mean, come on, the Maple Leafs. Um, We'll do Maple Leaf stuff right here. And, you know, Jack Campbell and all the hype there has slowed down. So, yeah, give me the Lightning, the team that's been there, old reliable um, to take care of business at minus 135.
1: It is funny how... There's no like actual, I don't you can't quantify it, but the maple Leafs, the chargers, like there are these just organizations <laughs> that you just you know they're gonna mess it up somehow. And that's that's what it is, you know, with Toronto. They're they're gonna find a way. I love it. I'm all in on Tampa. I love the veteran team at this time of year. I will say though, I have I have had some pretty bad luck with hockey betting over the last couple of weeks i feel like i've Mm. watched more hockey than ever before and know more about these teams but i've not been able to profit off of it i don't know what the deal is but sometimes it goes like that
0: it's a very buyer beware market for hockey right now because in the nhl you know a lot of these teams have a mind to the playoffs a lot of these teams know well we're already in the lotto we're just playing on house money like who cares and so you do have a little bit of
1: wackiness right now. Yeah, you got to be careful. I'm going to go into my big three just because it's Let's most it. of it is also Kansas, North Carolina. I will say, though, yeah, I, I do think there is some legs to your theory about just backing the hot team. I mean, we see it all the time in the NCAA tournament. I would like North Carolina so much more if they beat anybody other than Duke in this last game. That said, um, hmm. I feel like this is either going to be a two-point game I, it's just like at the high of of beating your rival like i i'm weary yeah. of any team yeah. in that scenario but especially when you factor in like i said the late game and just the fatigue of the That's... last month like it's a it's a daunting process you're not playing in gyms you're used to it's a, a ton of pressure but i don't know i could also see north carolina coming out like you said just kind of playing with house money like at this point you know there there's a benefit to that because you just have a fearlessness i don't know but Right. I I like Kansas to cover the four points in this one. Like I said, I either think this is going to be like a back and forth, a two point game that comes down to it at the very end, or I kind of think Kansas wins this one heavily, so much so that I considered right. like taking on Kansas minus nine at plus two hundred. But I do like Could the shot making ability of of Caleb Love enough to keep UNC in it. So I, I kind of got weary of it, but. Yeah, I, I like the Jayhawks in this one as much fun as UNC has been. I just think Kansas is a deeper team. Akbaji's yeah. the the best player on the floor coming off of a massive game where he hit six threes against Villanova. Yeah, and, and like you mentioned, there's some serious questions about Bacot's, uh ankle slash foot. You worry, you know, what type of swelling is he going to have after that one did end up coming back into the game. But when I mean, it's a guy that goes for 18 and 14 a game, if he's not yeah. at his best, it could be tough. Um, this is a really fun team. I just I worry about North Carolina and how how reliant they are on Caleb Love on on Brady Manic. Um, RJ mm-hmm. Davis was actually really big in that first half of the last game. But the, the thing about Kansas is they're just so deep. Remy yeah. Martin is like their seventh best player, and, and that's, he's a guy that was you know an All Pac-12 type player, mm-hmm. Pac-12 you know player of the year candidate. I just like the depth of Kansas here, and then. The only reason I'm taking the under is one fatigue, and I, you know, North Carolina they're scoring about 82 points a game in this tournament, but I don't know. I just I, I think early on, especially, you're going to see some tired legs. You're going to see some guys mm-hmm. that are, you know, pressing jump shots just because they're excited, and and I, you know, I just wonder how much energy these guys burn in in the first half, and and ultimately, I kind of expect a slug it out type game. We'll see knowing knowing me since i back this it'll be like an 85 80 thriller and it'll cut it'll you know way over the the over here but i like the under at 151 and a half and then the other uh, last thing i'm going to throw out and i know this is something that you've been talking about pretty frequently on the pod is just tracking the uh, the nuggets value for the northwest division and i'm taking oh, them at crazy. plus 150 i've got them at plus 500 i got them at plus 300 i got them at plus 200 something It just keeps going in favor of the Nuggets. Obviously, they're going to have to win three really big games this week, but also they could get some help from the Jazz who kind of just feel like they're a sinking ship.
0: Yes, yes, they do. Um, On that note, we went to the big target, my daughter and I, yesterday, uh, you know, a little Sunday stroll, and saw she loved the Jokic dolls that were there. She's in this phase of any sports stuff she sees. She goes, Broncos, um, which is fun. But there was a Donovan Mitchell doll at this target in Lakewood, and I think that is highly inappropriate to be providing that kind of thing. I love that bet. Of course, we've been talking about it for a week. Gained tons of value. Um, Your most interesting pick, though, is the under for me, much like the spread and the game itself. I've been back and forth on that total. And while, right, I'm predicting tightness as well on Kansas's side, there is part of me that feels like if it is a tight game and UNC hangs in there, that it could be a real slug it out, you know, classic, like real shot-making fest towards the end.
1: Both these teams, they have, they have the guys that can go shot for shot. So I... I, I definitely see the path you're talking about, and I just I think it's one of two ways. Like I think it's one of those games where it's just high, high quality shot after high quality shot, or it's you know kind of an ugly one, <laughs> which is tends right. to be pretty common in college basketball. It's one or the other. Um, I'm leaning towards the under mostly just because I don't think North Carolina is going to be able to score at the same rate they have been against Kansas's defense. I think that there's going to be a fatigue factor after playing the late game, and again, I'm just kind of backing on carolina having blown their water a little bit early for the right. lack of a, a better term I'll say this I think it's a fairly well set total
0: and that might be when I'm mining if it is in fact a little tighter in the first half to jump in on an adjusted line in the 145s or so and then getting the in on the over there um,
1: I was surprised which, it hasn't moved like hardly at all which makes me think that it's Probably right down the middle. It's a lot of people like you and me who've been going back and forth, and it, it's getting I mean, backed, you know, pretty evenly.
0: They kind of set it fairly low for as much talent as will be on the court in this game. It's like just one of those. Kind of baiting I, you to take the over.
1: That's what I think. I genuinely think that. Yeah. And generally yeah. speaking, with college basketball. I just i i tend to lean towards right. the unders because it's wacky. The, the officials can you know dictate so much of the flow of the game. I, I could see a situation where nice shout out to our guy Austin Novak got the Nuggets Big up time. plus plus five hundred last week. I also hit that. You uh, you are very much rooting for Memphis tomorrow playing at Utah. Memphis money line plus one seventy five. I like that by the way. Just throwing that out there. Um, Look at that.
0: They're better without John Morant, my friends tell me. So uh, that's promising.
1: It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense that this Memphis team—I don't know how legit they are to make like an actual, you know, run in the postseason. But they are an all-time regular-season team, and they are clicking while the Jazz are completely falling apart. Um, Yeah, I don't know. As far as the the over/under here goes, I'm just—I'm banking on the tightness of the moment, fatigue. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's just college basketball and, and in the biggest moments, I think more times than not, these guys tighten up a little bit more than we see in the NBA, which makes sense. You know, you get a lot of 18, 19 year old kids out there.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's a good point. We are big unders college basketball guys, and we are big DraftKings sportsbook guys. The number one sports book in all the land. Justin knows, um, Bets on the Nuggets futures. Nikola Jokic MVP, which has gone from, gosh, p- plus one something to heavy minus now. Um, like basically Kale minus McCarr, 200. It's moved a little bit. But. Essentially, that's where we're at. Kale McCart to win the Norris. Uh, my guys, AC Milan, who disappointed me today with a midday tie uh, to win it all, but maybe that increased in value, so I might jump back in all these amazing bets and right now for one night only you dear user um they were terrible anonymous person who runs the dmbr sports account those kits were terrible uh go look them up it looked like the jersey didn't get finished at uh, top to bottom no wonder they tied um but i digress one night only To get in as a new user on DraftKings Sportsbook, pick a winner in tonight's natty because for one night only, you can still get in on bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Now, with that being the proposition, I would side with Justin. Smart Money would say Kansas. I would also... I would say, Tis, Tis, He shouldn't have waited this long. We could have got some much, much better opportunities. Like when Kansas was a one seed, you could have bet five or, oh, yeah, five to win 200 against the 16th seed. Just amazing stuff when you use DraftKings with the code DNVR, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. All right. Um, I love that you got in on some futures talk and we got some in on that read. Is there anything else that intrigues you on the future side in the NBA? Do you think Cade Cunningham could steal this thing, Justin? or Scotty Barnes in the rookie of the year because uh you know you look at those guys stats wouldn't it be
1: completely crazy cade cade i think has a legitimate argument but the toughest part is they've had such little team success and you have guys that are know. being impactful and productive rookies on winning teams and i think that that's probably going to work against cade when it's all said and done
0: the mobley storyline is big but scotty barnes comparable stats better record for his team
1: i like it it. i'm all in i mean i um i hate to admit it but i think the fact that you can still get the phoenix suns to win the championship at plus 260 is insane because they are by and far the best team in the nba i will say the history of chris paul makes me very weary
0: that's the one. It
1: just it. it feels like they're battle tested. They they had the moment last year where they kind of overachieved. You know, they take their lumps and in that finals, then they come back this year, they build off of it. I just have a hard time, especially given the injury status of a lot of these other teams. You know, you look at Golden State, who knows what's gonna happen with Steph. Obviously, Denver, they're missing two of their top three guys. I don't know. At plus two sixty, I think the value is just too good to take it because in like a couple of weeks it's gonna be like minus two hundred, and that alone is is worth jumping in on. I know you don't want to root for the Suns, especially you know, Suns and no. Four and all that crap. No, but they drive me absolutely insane. But <laughs> I want to make money and you guys want to make money, so plus two sixty, I I would jump they, on it.
0: They've been disrespected all along. There's definitely the Chris Paul injury X factor. Um, though maybe you got over that hurdle already. Um, and yeah, it's true. Uh, if nothing else, you're there poised to like buy out by game two of the finals. Exactly. You think like the tide might turn on. Them.
1: And and I will say there is a, some sneakiness with the Los Angeles Clippers, just given that like Paul George seems to be kind of getting, you know, back in his groove We'll see. They need Kawhi back, but that that's like the one sleeper team. I think like out of the, you know, the lower seeds that could potentially make some noise if you're just looking for some value. I love Denver. I just think like I could see Denver winning a series without Jamal or MPJ. Mm, you know, mm. you're asking a lot right, of you're basically yeah. asking for him to go for like 40, 20 and 10 a night, which he might be able to do. Like it wouldn't be oh, shocking, yeah. but that that's a lot to ask. Um, dallas looks great with Doncic. um milwaukee is mean,
0: the other sneaky one if we're talking straight up point. if we're just straight United. value
1: and you yeah. can get them at like plus 550 or whatever it is um mm-hmm. yeah the last few tried throughout is just you can still get marcus smart to win defensive player of the year at plus 120 i think mm-hmm. that's a lock i i don't think it's like bam at plus 300 i guess maybe but the, again right. the heater kind of a sinking ship right now and that's not going to help his cause so i think boston with what they've done to everyone over the last two months he's he deserves that award i mean he's he's been awesome they're a great team that's a steal so take take the value while it's there
0: i hope mike trout is somewhere enjoying no longer being in an office today and heard that and is very proud of you um (laughs) big big marcus smart fan he doesn't like the slander i bring up on that one so the Hey, A a lot of
1: it's justified. Marcus Smart in 2022 is not the Marcus Smart that we've seen for the last six to seven years, but they finally, God, I sound like Bill Simmons right now, but they finally have him playing a point guard role and (laughs) that Celtics seems legit. They're like, I hate how fun they are to watch. It's it's very frustrating for me. It's just like an inherently natural anti-Boston guy
0: they've been gangbusters kind of crazy to watch um before we jump into a natty sgp there's team futures for next season of college hoops gun to your head is there someone you would lean heavily towards i mean i'd have to be tapped into like the recruiting circles to uh That's the thing I mean, so
1: much of this is going to be dependent on, like, who goes pro. Um, Like, why would you back Duke right now, given the fact that five of their guys are going to go pro? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Right. If anything, I I would back like a Villanova, just somebody that, you know, is going to be good, is going to have some talent. I feel like Villanova overachieved this year. Um, the other one I would throw out is Arkansas at plus at 1600. And that's just because they seem to be landing every major transfer on the market. And uh, they, they got that Walmart money. It's, it's the perfect kind of mm. situation of backing like shadiness, but also kind of under the radar. Cause they're not, you know, it's Arkansas. They're not Florida. They're not the school in the spotlight. So yeah, I would say Arkansas at plus at 1600 or a uh, Villanova at plus at 1800 would be where I lean.
0: Virginia plus 5000 Memphis plus 5000 um assuming Penn. Virginia's just so
1: on a year to year basis they're yeah. so like they're either the best in the ACC or they're like not even in an NIT team so it's tough to say with with them you know that they're going to play great defense under Tony Bennett and like that is is sure. worth backing i would be more I'd be more willing to back Virginia and like to win the ACC or something than, you know, put well, money sure. on them to win the national yeah. championship. But um, yeah, I don't know. And hey, Florida plus 15,000. Like that's just crazy value, <laughs> I guess. And they hired Todd golden, who I think is phenomenal is, is really going to be it. I'm trying to find where Colorado state is here. <laughs> just cause I don't I'm think they have, I was
0: scrolling through. I don't think I saw CU. I did see C- or CSU. I saw CU. Um, it's
1: probably because so much of it is dependent upon what happens with David Roddy.
0: Right, right. Um, well, and I'm surprised that CU's there with what's going on with Jabari. Um, and uh, Memphis is intrigues me, especially with Imani Bates, if he were to stay. Um, the only thing
1: that concerns me the there is app. they just got hit with a bunch of uh, yeah. notice of allegations. So we don't know if Penny is going to be around or not.
0: Right. Right. No, Penny has to survive another round. Imani Bates has to stay. Um,
1: But I mean, Will Wade survived like five years of allegation and Bill Self is still at Kansas. So, (laughs) I mean, Memphis over the last two months was as good as anybody in college basketball. Mm -hmm. And they took Gonzaga to the wire. They've got a ton of talent. Yeah, from a value perspective, at plus 5,000, it's it's worth teasing. But just remember, there is a scenario where they just get hit with a bunch of sanctions. Everybody transfers out and it's over
0: yeah for sure um and you never know in the nil how bad these uh you know it'll be interesting that's gonna be one of those great test cases also i hate as natty picks any of these smaller school teams that dominate most of their regular season opponents um though of course they're not in a league as bad as gonzaga or anywhere close um sgp this
1: thing yeah let's do it
0: I think the under is the play. Um,
1: Yeah, it's at one fifty two. Well, it's going up, so yeah, I I still lean. I still lean lean under. under. Um, I like. I I do like your theory of North Carolina to cover the first half spread. Like I almost like taking UNC plus two and a half, but then just taking Kansas to take them to cover the four at the end.
0: Oh, man. But that's, I mean, that's, that's. It could be, we could do four and a half. So there's a chance I middle this. So that'd be under 151 and a half, North Carolina first half spread plus two and a half with Kansas minus four and a half at the end of it all. Three picks plus a thousand, Justin.
1: Say that one more time.
0: The under. The Tar Heels plus two and a half in the first half. Okay. And then Kansas minus four and a half at the end of it all. Three picks plus a thousand. I like bad. that. It's not bad. I like that. And it's the, you know, the non, non-correlated non parlay. So uh, that's, that's where you're getting that value because those two picks, not necessarily correlated, but makes sense to us. Um, that's a solid one. That's kind of ending with a bang right there.
1: I just, I really, like, I obviously there's, if, if either team rolls, then you get screwed here. But I don't know. I feel like a close first half is about on par with how Kansas' games have gone. They haven't, like, dominated anybody early. Other than Providence, I guess, They kind of came out of the gate, gate hot. But I think UNC hangs around. I just think that it ultimately fatigue, kind of wear them down. So yeah, plus 1000. I think we've designed a, a really solid same game and it's only three picks. Like that's how how often can exactly. you get a three pick same game parlay that you feel this confident about at plus 1000? That's that's unheard of. I'm I'm that's... backing it. I've told myself I'm not placing any more money on this game. Placing it right now.
0: Boom. Lied to Damn. himself. Love that. Um and of course I need to get in on UNC and let the dogs roll and all my big three picks. Um, That's it for us, folks. We will be back tomorrow, as always. I think the Hankster joining us before RK comes back. Justin, thank you, as always. It has been a glorious season of having you on doing college hoops. Look forward to doing it again next season and getting into some college football soon enough with you, my friend. Who knows? Maybe some draft props in between. It is April after all. Have a good night. Best of luck to you all on your picks. Producer Yaya, keep it real. We'll be back tomorrow.